we have been talking about the heart, right? But you all have been there. And, and sometimes, you know, you all, when you miss a Sunday, it is the good thing to do would be able to get on the computer and look up the message because a lot of them keep going. But we've been talking about the heart, and one of the messages we've been having is guard the heart, all right? And so let me tell you all something. One of the, there's one thing that I don't like when people say, well, everybody, because it makes them feel comfortable. Sister Gwen and, and y'all's pastor has never hollered at each other. Y'all look at, everybody look at me. My kids have never, ever heard me curse at their mother or their mother curse at me. Listen to me, because we don't do that anyway. My kids have never heard an argument. We've never done that, period. Before I got saved, we didn't get into that. And so it is time for us, yes, that's right, it's an excuse for you to say, when you do something or say something to someone you say you love, well, everybody has their problems. And uh, so here's what we're going to talk about. Now, we've got a lot of men in here today. It's good to see everybody. I hope you all keep coming back because I need men with broad shoulders. Y'all men, ain't you? That's right. Well, it is a man that understands that he can speak out of his heart. And what hurts us as men we're afraid to speak out of our hearts, all right? And, uh, you know, you are just as smart as the information you get. That's right. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Right. You're just as smart as the information you get. And a lot of times, because we men and we have that pride, we don't want to speak out of our hearts. And then sometimes as men, y'all men, right? Yeah. When your wife speaks to you, or whoever you're in a relationship speaks to you, you ought to be able to allow them to speak without chastising them or them having any fear that you're going to do anything to hurt their feelings any kind of way. Is that right? Isn't that fair? You see, uh, here's one of the things that the Bible teaches us how to love. Love is an action. Isn't that right? Okay? And this is what gets us in trouble. We say that without understanding what we are saying. Hmm. Now, there are some couples in here, and I'm looking at you, some couples in here, and you say, you could look at whoever you with and say, I love you. But I'm only going to talk to the married ones here because it'll make more sense because the gospel says married. So every married couple in here you love men, we love God, right? All right? And we love the Word of God, right? Then if you get married, this is going to hurt because it hurt me thinking about it. If you get married, then you, you tell your wife you love her. Wives, you know what you should ask him? Say what? Will you die for me? Well. Love your wife as Christ has loved the church. And the scripture says, and he gave his life for the church. That's right. That's right. This ain't me talking. And let me tell you something. You never do this. Say this. What is that, Pastor? Get upset at the messenger. So if you get married, 
And see, ladies, you can do this. From now on, if a guy says he wants to engage with you and he wants to marry you, you need to ask him, but would you die for me? And if he backs off that, don't get married. (laughs) Because the Bible says, the Bible says, yes, it does. I'm going to say it again. The Bible says a man, a husband is what? To give his life for his wife like Christ gave his life to the church. So just loving her ain't enough. You got to be willing to die for her. Yeah, some people are beginning some, now not divorces, but some of you all just think about getting, you might want to think about that. Because if you're going to have a Christian wedding, then you're under the Christian rules. Isn't that right? right. Now let's make it a little easier, okay? We want that. Now let's talk about friends. Is anybody my friend in here? Okay, well the scripture says no greater man, men, got shoulders? The scripture says no greater man than he that would lay down his life for his friend. That's right. And a friend of mine, me and Fred talk all the time. You know, Fred is my prayer partner. And he said that his uh, father taught him something when he was young. Because, you know, a lot of times we say, that's my friend, that's my friend, that's my friend. And his father taught him something that I use. Never call anybody a friend that you ain't willing to die for. Hmm. Won't that, that narrows them down real quick, doesn't it? That's right. Well, y'all looking at me like, wow. Yeah, when you read this Bible, Sister Goldie, there's some wows in here. Well, what, what I am tired of hearing is all of these divorces. Yes, I am. Right. All of this abuse. Do you understand what I'm saying is? All the chaos and confusion in households and relationships. I get tired of that. And the reason it upsets me is because we can do better. That's right. We can do better as a people. Now, let me tell you, this is how I do it for me. You know, since Gwen, I've been married 47 years, all right? This is how I do it, is Gwen has never done anything wrong to me. That's how I do it. If anything comes up, I blame it on me. Be, ask me why. I can fix me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can fix me. You, you see what I'm saying? And, it, and, and this works in our household, and it's been working for a long time in our household. And this is the most painful lesson that I ever got, but it fulfills a relationship. Okay? All right, it fulfills a relationship. Y'all know what a relationship is, right? That's right. See, see we, 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 we're not a church that uh, steps away. It can be a friendship. It can be a marriage. It can be whatever the relationship is. All right? And because, you know, I'm a people person, and the, I don't care what relationship you're in, great, gay, straight, friend, not friend, whatever you're in, that's it's a relationship. If you tell somebody you love, then that's a relationship, right? All right? And I'm talking about relationships up in here. You have to make a decision how you want to live your life. This, this, I'm, I'm talking about relationships. And I'm talking about so we can get along with each other. We're talking about we, got a, we ain't got a problem in America. America doesn't have a problem. People in America have a problem. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Folks are setting up in churches, pointing their fingers at everybody else, but, but, but who can solve the problem? Now, here's, here's what we're going to do. We don't want any divorces in this church. All right? We don't want any this breakup, makeup stuff up in this church, right? You either get on one side or the other. That's right. You figure out what you're going to do and, and, and do it, right? You know, if you keep going back and forth, back and forth, and that's like, you know, here's the thing. Now, the people that are dating, 
And one of these things, I'm feeling good today. This is some good stuff, right? People are dating, and I've had people that are dating, and they say, well, we've got our problems, but we're working on it. If you working on it with problems, that means it ain't supposed to be. That's right. Ooh, they got, that, folks don't want to hear that. Yeah, see, see, no, no, no. You don't date to, a little sis, you don't date to work on it. You date to feel like, feel, see if it's going to work. And if it ain't working immediately, that means you need to do something else. That's right. I'll call you. Right? That's it. That's right. That's right. You can't put a, 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 a quart in a pint. Come on here with me. And so, what, so here's how it is. If there's anything going on in any household in here, and if there's any problems in here, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you where to start. There has to be a starting point in any relationship. That's right. All right? It bothers me when people set up in church and they listen to the pastor or listen to the lessons, and then they don't take it and put it, unless you're just coming for the music. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it bothers me. Michelle, I have the solution right here. If everybody would do this, we wouldn't have any problems. That's right. If we, if you really, see, you try, see, you are here not because you decided to come here today. You do know that, right? You're here because God directed you here. And see, and, and so he directed you. A lot of people say, well, I'm just going to get up and go over to Christ Temple North. Well, something was motivating you to go to Christ Temple North. And so let me tell you, all, we all need your own, your relationship is only going to be as strong as your information. You are, you're only as smart as your information. Your marriage is only going to be as strong as your information. That's right. That's right. Because you, you're going to react out of what you know. And so we're going to solve this thing today. If there's a problem in your life, this is where you start. Here we go. This information comes from Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. I'm going to read from the message, then the voice, and then NIV. And David starts and says, investigate my life. Well, this is where we start. This ain't got nothing to do with Gwen. This is investigate who's my life. Come on, men. Help me out. Help. The women are always saying amen. We want some men to say amen up in here. Now, now watch this. Women, investigate my life. You see? Investigate me starts with me. I'm not going to, I don't even sit down for counseling until I pray to God and ask God to, I'm asking God to investigate my life. You know, whether we know it or not, you could be the problem. All right, here we go. Again, he says, investigate my life, O oh God. Find out everything about me. So he's asking, that's what, this is your prayer. God, investigate my life. Find out everything about me. All right? Cross-examine and test me. And then he said, now, now, no, God, cross-examine and test me. See, test me if I'm speaking to her right. If I'm loving her right. Am I gentle? Am I kind? Am I long-suffering? And I te- do I have temperedness? Start here. All right. He says, get a clear picture of what I'm about. So get, let, get, 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 get a clear picture of what I'm about. Let God mirror you. Did you ever look in the mirror and see yourself look in God's mirror and let God mirror you? Because well. he'll tell you what he sees. Mm. Lord help me. I know somebody's saying, God, why did I come to church today? <laughs> All right, go ahead. 
And then he says, see for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Now I'm asking, he's asking God, say, God, you see for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. That takes a real man and a real woman to do that. And you see, before we get into confrontation, sit down and talk with each other, go here first. Because once you get here, you may not have to talk with each other because you might find out, well, I'm the problem. I need to work on this. She or he ain't got the problem. That's right. All right. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. And then, then God, you guide me into the road of righteousness or eternal life. Because, see, has anybody ever followed their own path? Well, yeah. more than once. He said, no, get off that path, and you put me on the right path. Here we go. You, are we learning something? Yeah. Here we go. The voice says, explore me, O God. <sighs> And know the real me. See, the voice says, God, see, see, if you're brave, you're a big-time Christian, and you want to praise and worship and do all that, get on your knees, say, God, explore, explore me and, and know the real me. You see, because you can fake it. There's an old thing that said, fake it till you make it. Mm. Well, if you try that in a relationship, you ain't going to make it. Because <laughs> sooner or later, the fake is going to, somebody's going to figure that out. All right? <laughs> okay, here we go. And then he says, dig deeply and discover who I am. He said, am. get down deeply into my soul and down into my spirit and see who I am. You see, I've, have, have you ever loved somebody in your mind? Well. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Yeah, see, that ain't going to work because your mind changes time, things, right? But he's saying, get down into my mind and down to my heart and down into my soul, and down into my spirit. Now, that's a difference. I'm going to tell you all a little bit about love. When you love somebody in their spirit, you're loving the real person. Because that's who they really are. Do you understand me? Because some of us have said things and talked things that we really wasn't that who we were saying. That was just ambition and imagination. All right? But he's saying get down to the real person. All right. But then he says, put me to the test and watch how I handle the strength. Says, now, Lord, put me to the test. Now, you, you, you got big shoulders, men, women, you know all this. He said, put me to the test and let, and, and let me see how I handle the strength. Mm. You see, test me. Lord. Now, that's somebody that's for real. When you say, put me to the test in my marriage, put me to the test in my relationship. See if I can handle the strain. Or we can just go to any physical thing. You know, put me to the test of having to deal with some issues in my life physically. And see if I can handle the strain. Do you know, I'm, uh, you all know that, you know, we got through this cancer type thing. And they're trying to get my PSA down and all this kind of stuff. And, and so I took this, I've been taking this uh, new medication. And so Friday I went to the doctor and, you know, with the blood work and all of this. And they try to keep it under four. You all know that, because all you men go, right? and get right. checked out, and so you, so you don't die, because so, you, ain't, you ain't me. So here's what you say it is. So I went there, and they tried to get it under four, and so they, the test results came, and the doctor was excited because it's 0.32. And he said, and he said he had never seen it get that low. That's God, all right? But let me tell you, he put me to the, it went, took me to the test, right? Right. And then I told you all it broke my spirit for a minute or two in there. Didn't I not say that? But I was able to bounce back. Amen. So, you know, you don't know. Listen to me. Everybody look at me. You don't know what test 
you know, to, but if you got God right, you can handle the strain. Because let me tell you, you, you can handle the strain. Now, can I be real? Say, be real, Pastor. This is from the Gospel of Johnny Fields. If you're in a relationship, there's going to be some strain. If you, if, come on here. If you're in a marriage, they know, they won't be in an marriage. If you're, if you're in a marriage, there's going to be some strain. That's right. right? But he said, test me, see if I can make the strain. Just a fr- in a friendship. All right? In other words, test and see what I'm about. That's right. Because then once you figure out, once he shows you what you're about, you can fix that. That's right. Okay? And then he says, examine me to see if there's an evil bone in me. Man, that's tough. Man, you know, I'm glad that I didn't, I'm, Lord, because there's some, I know probably some evil bones someplace in me. Lord, examine me, Johnny Fields, and see if there's any evil bone in me. And, oh, man, that's tough. I mean, that's tough to ask that and really want the answer. That's right. Have you ever asked something and didn't want the real answer? You see, some people don't want to go to the doctor because they're afraid what they may find out. Yeah, sometimes this is a prayer you may not want to ask because you say, I really don't want to know. But if you want to be free and you want to live a life and you want to have joy in your life and you want to have healthy relationships, this prayer is the prayer you need to be praying. That's right. Yeah, me and Gwen don't pray this prayer together because she may not know. This is her prayer. This is my prayer. People, it's an individual prayer. That's right. That's right. All right. Don't, don't go on home and say, we, now the pastor ain't saying about no we. That's right. This about you. All right? This about me. All right? Even the Bible doesn't say we. That's right. He says, and then guide me down your path forever. I want to be on the right path. And let me tell you, you, when that strain comes, you need God to stay on the right path. All right? There was a story that I've told some of you years ago. Uh, and I can't think of the book I was reading, and it was about uh, uh, the discipline of a godly man is what it was called. And this man's uh, uh, wife was sick, and he was an executive. And so he went to his, his boss and, and, and told them that his wife was sick and she was dealing with a chronic disease, and so he was going to retire and quit. And they sat down and talked with them, and he said, and his boss asked him, well, when did you make that decision? And he said, I made that decision when I married her. That's right. Are you feeling me? Yeah. All right. This is real. Because, see, 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 sometimes we need to get real. You see, we need to ask God to examine us. Sometimes we need to ask this before we get with somebody. That's right. Even a friend. You see? Because everybody ain't Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's right. Or Thelma and Louise. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. Those are movies, but if you're going to be in a relationship and you want it to work, you've got to have that kind of attitude. That's right. All right? And this last one is my favorite. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Say, Lord, search me. Now, you've got to be brave to do this, Brother Travis. Say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Because, see, there are some things that I tell and say, but they're not coming out of my heart. They're coming out of my mouth. So, so he's saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. And you remember what we've been talking about? Heart power. That's right. And remember we've been talking about in these last few weeks? Last week, I think it was guard your heart, wasn't it? Guard your heart. And he's saying, Lord, search me. Search me. And know my heart. Now, you're asking God to do that. And he says, test me. And know my what? Anxious thoughts. My anxious thoughts. And what is that? 
Anxious is full mental distress <laughs> or uneasiness. No, no, if I'm crazy or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what it's saying. Know how stupid I can be, silly I can be. That's right. Come on, let's get real. Yeah, you know this, this, this is man. Go ahead and read it. So, <laughs> Again, full mental distress or uneasiness because of fear of danger or misfortune. Wow. Search my heart because there are some things that can happen to me. And there, hey, these things can alter your life if you can't handle them. These things can alter your marriage if you can't handle them. These things can alter your relationship if you can't handle them. You see, you got to know this. You got to ask God to show me this. Show me this. Show me where I'm weak at. Show me what's really in my heart. Because sometimes there are things in your heart that you don't even know is there. That's right. See, see, there, you can be angry with somebody and not know it until God reveals it to you. Because, see, I've never done psychology, but in pastoring, there are people who came to me. See, sometimes, I, see, they could be like this, okay? It could be like this. The, the, the wife has got some anger, and she's got some, some things going on and in her life and, and uh, some mental distress, and she's a little uneasy and this and that. And the husband just walks over to her and says, Honey, where's the clean towels? And she goes berserk. Has nothing to do with the clean towels. Right. It's because of other stuff. Right. She could go to him and, and say, You know, we need to pay this bill because of such and such. He goes berserk. Messes up the relationship, brings pain to the relationship, but it has nothing to do with the relationship. It was dealing with this. And if that person, before they talked to the other person, would ask God, show me. Show me. Show me. Because let me tell you sometimes, ladies, you love me? Sometimes when he says he's not ready to talk right now, it's a good thing. That's right. Let him go get his heart right. Or vice versa. Don't try to force people because they may not be in the right state of mind. They could be dealing with that mental distress. It's just not the right time. All right. Well, Pastor Anxious is also greatly worried. They got something on their mind. You ever talk to somebody? How you doing? I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. Well, you don't look. I'm okay. You know what that means? Leave me alone. That's <laughs> right. Until I get myself together, right. I am not ready to deal with these issues. Now, Sister Gwen will tell you in a minute, I said, no, we ain't handling that. We ain't dealing with that today. I ain't talking about no issues. I'm talking about going to the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got an issue. I ain't going not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I see. Yeah, you know, about two o'clock today. 205, I think it is. Don't call me by nothing. Because I could have some mental distress. Well, I'm all right because the Packers are not playing. Cheese ain't playing. We good. But the thing of it is, is there's sometimes, I'm joking, but there's sometimes when you ain't ready, prepared mentally to deal with issues. That's right. And you That's need right. to say this. Let me pray about it first. Not the issue. Let me pray about me first. So God will put me in the frame of mind that I can deal with this issue with you in a godly way. You can't force somebody into a godly way. They have to do that themselves. That's right. All right. And then your prayer goes on to say, 
See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And see, God, God, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way of everlasting. I need to know that there's any offensive way in me. If there's an offense in me, then, then I can do something and say something. See, sometimes you can say something out your mouth, but it's really your heart speaking. That's right. And what is offense? Do I have that word up there? Offense? Offensive? Yeah, do I have that? Mm -hmm. Which right. is actively aggressive. Yeah, see, 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 wait a minute. I need to not be actively aggressive because she hasn't done anything to me. He hasn't done anything to me. And I want, I'm going to pray, God, if there's any offensive actions going to be in me, fix it before I talk. All right? Offensive is also attacking or causing someone to feel deeply hurt. And, and sometimes with your children, come on here, sometimes it's not a good time to talk to them. That's right. Because you can hurt them very deeply. You know, and, and it's easy to do this as a parent. You don't know what you've done to me. My kids ain't never done nothing to me. You don't know what you've done to you. That's right. Because I'm going to handle that. But you see what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. You're not ready yet to talk. Give them space. Sometimes they ain't ready. But then when you get it right, It'll be a godly conversation. Yeah, it can be. Right. This works, people. Check me, Lord. Search my heart. Search me. This ain't about Sister Gwen. Search my heart. That's right. All right? Offensive is also causing someone to feel deeply upset or angry. And we are angering people because we're angry. Let me tell you something. Angry people look for angry to make other people angry. Right. Do you know when you feel good and somebody's angry, they want to know why you ain't angry? Well, right. Y'all know I'm talking. Y'all know I'm real. You come home because somebody done got on you on your job. You angry, right? And you want to take it out on your spouse or friend or whoever you're with and cause anger. Because angry, anger is a disease. That's right. And it wants to spread all through the family. And all through the relationship. All right? Now turn to Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 12 through 17. And it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. Sometimes, people, we need to go to the spiritual clothes closet and clothe ourselves with Christ. That's right. And that means put on the attitude of Jesus Christ. This is what this pastor's trying to tell you. I want God to clean me up, Brother Travis, clean me up. And then I want to be clothed myself with Christ. I'm getting ready to deal with a congregation. I'm getting ready to go into a counseling session. I'm getting ready to deal with my wife about some issues. I'm getting ready to go to the doctors. I'm frustrated and stressed a little bit. I got to clothe myself with Christ. That's right. You see? Now let me tell you something, because y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, I'm going to talk crazy. If you are a Christian and you are in a relationship and you clothe yourself with Christ, it can't help but grow. That's right. Because Christ can deal with any situation circumstances. There's forgiveness, there's love, there's support, there's integrity. That's why we got to clothe ourselves with Christ. All right? And Pastor, it starts with compassion, which is a mixed passion. 
compounded of love and sorrow that fuels acts of kindness and mercy. And sometimes we need to show a little what? Compassion. Compassion to somebody else. And sometimes you may be the one hurting too, but it's okay. Clothe yourself with Christ. No matter what situation, circumstance, you can still talk with compassion. Talk with compassion. Speak with compassion to everybody with compassion. You see? Love, look at me, because there's some young couples in here and some old ones. You know what the number one divorce is in this country now? It's called the silver divorce. Y'all know that's the number one divorce in this country. Look at me. Love never hurts. Love never asks for what is not its own. And love never, never, ever puts another person down. That's right. That's right. All right? You can applaud if you want to. All right. Because love is compassion. That's right. Love is kindness, humility, gentleness, and love is patience. Now, some of y'all hugging these folks up in here. Talk about this when you get in the car. That's right. Open up your hearts. Then say, don't argue. You know, you could pray and ask God to show you your heart, and he may send somebody to tell you. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and pastor, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, those are all fruits of the Spirit. That's right. And that's called clothed with Christ. Tell me, if you got all this, that that relationship can't work. That's right. You're a lie and the truth ain't in you. If you live in this, this is gospel here. That's right. You'll never have a problem in your relationship. That's right. Galatians 5 and 22. That's right. Put it in your head. All right? And Pastor, kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. What's, that's an easy thing. Be kind. Be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Speak kind words. Speak kind language. All right. Humility is the feeling or attitude that you have no special importance that makes you better than others. Hmm. It's freedom from pride or arrogance. Well, I'm the man of the house. It's not humility. It's not humility. Will I make more money than you? Not humility. Come on, folks. Let's get real. All right. That's good. I'm getting tired, so we got to roll We're it. almost done. This is killing me up here. Need a little gentleness. No, try a little tenderness. That's right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. That's right. Which is the quality of being kind, tender, or mild-mannered. Kind, tender, mild matter. You know what her name is? It's the name her mother and father gave her. That's right. Do you know what his name is? It's the name his mother and father gave him. Do you understand it? I've um, been a lot of things, but I'll go now. I'm an African American. I live in America. I'm just as equal as anybody in the, in the United States of America. 
The only difference is I'm covered with chocolate. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sweet chocolate. <laughs> Come on here. You understand what I'm talking about? If you walk like that, and you think that thing to yourself, you train people how to treat you. That's right. And if, they're, and if you ain't going to, that's right, you train people how to treat you. That's right. I'm, if you give this, you'll receive this. That's right. Because if somebody's not giving it to you, you're in the wrong neighborhood. That's right. All right, get me up out of here. Where am I at? What, what, what's wrong with patience. No, oh, I'm still on patience over here. Okay. We're on patience. God help us. I knew I was going to try to get away from that one. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm a good man. I'm a God man. Brother Moses, I'm a good man, I'm a God man, and I'm strong in my faith, but the one thing that, that haunts me is patience is not my virtue. That's right. And guess who showed me that? God showed me that and my wife told me that. That's right. But, I'm, but I worked on it. That's right. I worked on it and I asked the Holy Spirit to come in and to help me because I had to work on that. And patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or misfortune, annoyance, loss of temper, or suffering without complaint, getting angry, or upset. You got, I have to master this. And the Holy Spirit has blessed me to be able to deal with this. In 1960, excuse me, I'm sorry. In 1975, it was close to the New Year's. Marvin, raise your hand. Just stand up for me. Just stand up and sit down. Right, Just look at her. Go ahead. Uh, she was in our church, and I was her pastor. It just started. And she told me, Pastor, or Brother John, what she called me, you have compassion, but you're not compassionate. She doesn't remember that because I was a little. I prayed about that in 1974, 1975, someplace in there. God showed me through her what I needed to work on. It was going into New Year's, and I'll never forget it. 219 Indiana, I got on my knees and asked God to help me to be compassionate. I still struggle a little bit sometimes. But he revealed it to me through a friend. Okay. And then if we clothe ourselves, we can bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. In other words, we can disagree, but we're not going to be disagreeable. Surely there's some Republicans in here. We're Democrats. You can disagree. Can't we? That's right. You understand what I'm saying? But we're not going to be disagreeable. That's right. Because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. That's right. You don't put on your application when you look for a job, Johnny feels Republican. Johnny feels Democrat. They don't even ask you if you're Republican or Democrat, does it? It just asks you if you're American. That's right. At the end of the day. So we're just going to have to suffer with each other. And then we're told in verse 13 to forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
But above all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. We got to put on love, people. Let's put on love. And it binds us all together. We all want to be happy. And we all want to be healthy. Let's put on love. It gives us joy. It heals us mentally, spiritually, emotionally. We just got to cover ourselves with love. All right? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the peace rule my heart. You know, you have a brother up in the White House. Y'all know that, right? Y'all know that, right? That's right. Y'all know President Trump like him and not the Christian. You know he's your brother. There it is. That's right. You see, you may not like what he's doing, what he's saying. Pray. That's right. He's your brother. All right? Because we got some of the act worse than him. Well. They, Sister they just ain't in the White House, and they don't have the media following them, because if the media was following some folks up in here, we saying a whole lot of things worse than Brother Trump. All right, let's go. Verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. In other words, that's why you come to church. I'm through with that. That's why you come to church. If you want a reason to come to church, there's a reason to come to church. All right, go ahead. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And whatever I do, I do it for the Lord Jesus Christ. I honor him by doing good. I represent him. We are ambassadors for Christ. We represent him. You see? All right. And in closing, I'm going to read Psalm chapter 7, verse 9. I want you all to turn and just repeat after me as we pray this together, okay? O righteous God. Who searches minds and hearts? Who searches minds and hearts. Bring to an end. Bring to an end. The violence, the violence of the wicked. Of the, of the wicked. And make the righteous secure. And make the righteous secure. Amen. Amen. All right, give God a hand clap. All right, all right. Yeah. Because some of you are not familiar. 11 o'clock Saturday, Brother Nathan is going to speak. And you remember years ago when they had men on the Oprah show that had been molested through their life? Nathan was one of those men there. And then the Kansas City Star done a great article on him. What he's going to talk about is not carrying grief and blame. It'll be 11 o'clock and his family, you, you all need to be there with all of the stuff that's being revealed to us through the media of, of what people is holding in, we need to get more familiar how to and how to be able to be released. Now, Nathan is one of my favorite people. Now, he's told his story how he was molested all the way up to a teenager. And do you know what his ministry was? Going to the prisons counseling sex offenders. Now, that's grace, brother. It'd be like me going to talk to the KKK. I'm saved. 
I ain't there yet, but I'm saved. But that's, that's no, I ain't, ain't going to stand up here and lie. That thing fall down on top of me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't ready for that. I'm not ready for it. No, 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 Brother James, I ain't ready for that. And a lot of people, but that takes a whole lot of somebody to do that and face those people. You need to be here. It'll be 11 o'clock uh, on uh, next Saturday. Now, again, Isaac doesn't like to announce it, and he's right. Last Sunday, we, if we'd have had church on Saturday, it was a great, remember? And then it snowed. So if you look on the website, I'll give you plenty of time to, to get it, right? But last Sunday, I want to say this, was the most blessed Sunday for me. Because I was thinking that, well, should we have church? And the spirit in here was just unbelievable. It was just a wonderful spirit. Yes, yes, yes. You all missed it. it was a, and then two wonderful couples joined church on last Sundays. And that was great. That was great. That was great. Right. Because we need that. All right, let's get up. All right, where's, where's the Isaacs at? Let's come up here and work. You work over here. Y'all get